Okay, so I'm here again at day two of the Asia-Pacific meeting for simulation in healthcare, and I've just been to a fantastic workshop with Lance Bailey of SimGhosts and HealthySimulation.com fame, and he's led a workshop with us about scenario realism, lessons from Hollywood. Uh, G'day Lance, how are you? And tell us about this workshop. Good, good. Thank you so much. It was uh, really fun. You know, it's, it's great to be in Singapore for the first time. I've, I've really enjoyed the meeting and, uh, and the community here. So uh, the course is about kind of sharing some of my experiences in Hollywood production. So before I, I entered into simulation, my, my previous career was uh, filmmaking, and so I went to school for that, and I worked in Hollywood at a different uh, different types of production levels, from small commercials all the way to big-budget Hollywood films. And so a lot of lessons actually can be shared and brought into the simulation space. Um, if you really think about it from kind of a big-picture perspective, you know, if you have a script in film, we all need to be on the same page, uh, pun intended, to be able to know what we're going to be shooting and, and working around, right? And the same thing is in our scenario. So if we're going to need uh, a primary learner or our actor to take some type of action, we need to prompt them to do that. We need to have confederates or our secondary kind of background actors coming in. We need to think about lighting. We need to think about sound. We need to think about props. What things are need to be in the room to create that environment so that our learners really buy into it and then the learning pr process can really begin. So today we kind of covered some of the filmmaking tools in terms of camera angles. What do those really imply to us and how can we kind of integrate those things into our learning program because we all have cameras in the space and just the even placement of those cameras does have a psychological effect with regards to what the audience, the learners are going to be experiencing. So what can we think about there? How can we make and utilize video to enhance our simulation programs, whether that be through simulation lab orientations to better the understanding of the room, the environment, the equipment before we kind of move into that space and actually have our physical in-person orientation. That way learners are spending more time uh, with the simulation scenario as opposed to trying to figure out where the O2 mask is. And then also thinking about how can we can pr promote our simulation programs through the use of high quality production, um, which you know takes a lot of knowledge and background to do effectively. And then so finally we spent some time looking at uh, examples of how film works, how it can be translated into the simulation, and then we did a small workshop where we took some uh, small cameras and groups and we went around and shot little uh, stories with a long take, which is a 60 second, for example, uh, shot that does not cut, and does not move, uh, does not uh, stop in, in a sense. And so the folks, the groups, they went out there and told little stories using the camera as that perspective, and the winner of that particular uh, Particular competition today had a great uh, introduction scene to the outside space that we were at and it panned to the right and then when we were introduced to a character who was walking from screen right to screen left and then we followed them as they were looking at their phone not paying attention to where they were going and then boom they crashed into a car and as they crashed into the car the camera started shaking and so it was really demonstrative of the lesson that we were trying to demonstrate here today in that the uh, use of the camera itself can tell a story and so that group one for, for the workshop. So it was a really fun event and, and um, very useful, I think, for the, for, the, for the participants, at least I hope. Yes, certainly. I think it drew a lot of creativity out of the audience. And you're right, for me, a couple of the take-home messages were really to think about those camera angles when we're filming our simulations, whether it's streaming video in real time or filming it for playback later. And I think the other thing that I hadn't 
fully appreciated was how useful it can be to make videos uh, based on simulation footage, whether it's for orientation or whether it's for a description of a clinical process that you want to show people and have good quality. And it seems like that's not beyond the reach of the average simulation educator with a bit of training. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, everyone has access to these videos. You're definitely going to want to get permission if you're going to utilize something outside of the learning process environment, which that's just simple and easy, but, you know, it might be something you want to take recognition of. And I think that, you know, with some basic editing, you can. You can utilize those things to tell a story. You know, one of the things I always do to help uh, educators with uh, the, those students or learners that have a difficulty with the camera being in the, in the space is, well, show them a simulation scenario that the faculty or the clinical educators and their professional peers engaged with where there was a deep learning opportunity. And all of a sudden, you do kind of also put yourself in that role of being critiqued or open to a debriefing process where there was learning, right? And so now that kind of provides the learners with the, oh, wow, this is not just something that's for us, it's for the entire program. It's for the entire healthcare uh, industry uh, to be able to integrate simulation-based technologies. And the other important thing I think that, you know, to your point is is that just how important it is to really think about the details that we add in the uh, simulation scenario experiences. If at any point you're just saying to yourself or to your simulation team when you're developing a scenario or creating an environment, oh, we'll just use this, it's good enough, it's a pencil that represents a microphone. Well, is it really? Because now every time that we take a step back from the most real process that we can create or environment that we create, we lessen the opportunity for that immediate buy-in, which is, should be intoxicating for the learners so that they can get right in there and focus on the learning outcomes as opposed to being distracted by post-it notes saying, wound here, or something of this magnitude, right? So I, th- I think that those elements all come into play in terms of what we can do from Hollywood. And, and yeah, it's actually not too complicated when we just spend that extra little bit of time thinking through these processes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've, uh, Lance, hung around these worlds for a while now. What do you see as maybe two or three common mistakes that people make with things like audio and visual and how can we avoid them? Sure, so the the top of the the list would be not using a tripod to create a steady shot, right? So if your camera is moving around and there's shakiness, that is super distracting to audience members. They're focusing more on trying to pay attention to what they're trying to pay attention to as opposed to the message or the visuals or the audio, uh, audio component of the environment. The next would be audio. It's so important to try to get clean audio. It's a nightmare post-production to come in there and try to deal with audio that has been uh, escaped or somehow uh, too uh, modulated, it's too uh, set too high or set too low and you can't bump it back up. So getting clean audio, and that means going into a room and really quietly trying to listen to any distractions that might come out. If you're outside and you don't hear that airplane because it's sub, sub, you know it's just subliminal to you at that point, it's in the background, in your editing bay, it's going to be a nightmare to try to remove that. So I think that uh, clean audio, steady shots, and the third thing I'd say is um, planning. You know, Try to block out your situations. Do a dress rehearsal. Think about your script. Plan those things out because it's time and money when you're there with people and camera crew and you know, process for production. If you spend time ahead of time planning out your shots, what do you need to get? Why do you need to get that? And how are you going to get that? Then when you do the actual production, you're just executing that plan as opposed to coming up with the plan while you're there, which just eats up time and frustrates people. Uh, because then at that point, there's usually too many cooks in the kitchen and it just becomes a bit of a disaster. So 
a yep. little bit more planning, a little bit more care, and you know, you'll get much better quality right out of it. Yeah, and I do love your point about the audio. Um, a lot of listeners are also podcasters, and uh, they certainly are obsessional about their microphones and exactly what you're talking about. Well, Lance, it's been really interesting. Um, I'll put up the uh, uh, in the blog post some uh, show notes about the links to Healthy Simulation okay. and to SimGhosts, but uh, why don't you tell us where we can learn more? Yeah, sure. So um, I, I believe that this session has actually been rec- uh, recorded for one of our SimGhosts events. So we've got over 300 sessions from the past uh, six years now up there on the website uh, for any of the subscribers. So that's a really great resource. So there's also forums and uh, online training programs. So I think it's uh, really something uh, to consider for value because the cost is actually quite low considering... Uh, uh, other um, website subscriptions out there in this industry. So that's a really great resource, simghost.org. And then healthysimulation.com, there's all kinds of tutorials that I've produced there with regards to basics of video production outside of um, SimGhost. And so um, if you just literally go to the website and search the tab for production or audio video or, or audio or even things like how do you change your voice with a voice changer to create a better patient experience or demonstration of experience to the learners, all kinds of stuff there. So I think it's a really great resource and uh, um, newsletter comes out once a month with all the latest and greatest for the website. So it's, it's a really good valid resource. Yep, and I think you're on Twitter as well. Yep, Twitter is at uh, HealthySim or at SimGhost. And uh, then LinkedIn group is another really uh, valid resource. So, you know, some folks don't have LinkedIn and not quite sure about it yet, but I think it's a great place to go. It's a professional version of Facebook. So mm-hmm. there's groups there like Healthy Simulation and SimGhost where, um, or SSH where you can go and connect to your professional community globally. And uh, they have groups where they're sharing constantly news and information. It's another really valid tool. Excellent. Well, it's been a pleasure, Lance. I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Singapore, and I'm sure we'll be seeing you around the simulation world in the future. Thank oh, you. you can bet on it. Thank you so much. It's been great.